Welcome everyone. This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge. And my tag team partner is off today. I got in his non-union Cuban counterpart, Baloney Mancata. Look good, feel good, play good. Yohan's back. The White Sox are back. I thought, why don't I uh, put on some of my wife's jewelry, get a little swaggy, and just bask in the good times, man. I think uh, we've been so negative for so long, and I feel like this was a good week for everyone involved. So I, I have to, I have to uh, give you props for the commitment, man. Little getting the the chest hair shave and uh, busting out the machismo, and that's a good point. I do feel a little bit of razor Ramon. I might. I mean, we might have, a, I'm going a little tits out for the boys a little bit. I might have to, I don't know if this is uh, on our YouTube. Is it rated uh, NC-17 or rated R? It might have to do that. You're just dripping sex right now. Like, we might have to change the rating on, on this. From a, I feel good, man. This might not, this, this just might be my look for the summer. I'm just <laughs> going to go full out, yo on. Well, so we should mention that this Saturday, it's our first Bums Night Out at the ballpark. Because you weren't able to go last time, and we got um, the Southside Bum who's joining us as well. So this is going to be a nice Bums night out. So I think you should wear it to the game on Saturday, dude. And just go full, go full, go in on it all the way. I mean, the weather's warm. I feel like that's going to turn around with the with the White Sox bats and stuff. Like we've been waiting for a long time to, for this. This spring has been so br- brutal. That, yes, um, I know. I, it might just be a whole, full summer, full summer look. Well, I appreciate you embracing it because the Sox have had after the shit past two weeks that we had complaining and the sky's falling. There's no offense. They go out, they sweep the Cubs, they sweep the Red Sox, which in Fenway is no easy task. I mean, the Red Sox aren't that good now, anyways. But still, when you anytime you go on the road in Fenway, uh, and I have to say, I'm hoping that the offense is back, but you still got some shitty hitters. But we got Mankata back. We got Joe Kelly back. Getting Andrew Vaughn back pretty soon. And it looks like a month from now, we're going to get Eloy and Lance Lynn back, according to Rick Hahn. So you just got to get through the next four weeks, potentially. And this team is, fingers crossed, no other injuries. is going to be back at full strength. And I don't, I'm I'm excited, man. Like this, We got the game on right now. Gavin Sheets hitting bombs, even the even though he looked bad in that first inning. You had a couple negative tweets about Gavin Sheets today, and I just wanted to point them out because, I mean, it wasn't. it's no secret. He hasn't been good this year. Um, and you've been a fan of Berger. I realistically, I'm okay with, you know, Berger Sheets. It's, you know, it's one of the last men on the rosters. Yeah. Like, I, I thought Berger did enough to keep, keep uh, on the roster, but – now Sheets is showing out. Like he shut us up. Like I, I had, we had the tweet. Like he said, "Fuck your tweets." He did, and it rhymed too. So it was, yeah, very clever. Uh, but yeah, so the like right now, like this is first Monday. I can uh, they played last Monday too. But so like we're going live during the Sox game. I have to say I'm happy that seven o'clock baseball games are back. Yeah. Fuck that six p.m. shit. Yeah, that no is bueno. that is the worst ever. I mean, I understand it's a road game. But seven o'clock baseball is where it's at. Um, so Michael Kopech, he just dropped his nuts all over the Guardians today. Um, he went six innings, uh, two hits. He only gave up, and then he went like I think like four innings with throwing a no hitter at that point. Uh, two hits, one run, which wasn't earned because of the Gavin Sheets error. Um, two walks, seven strikeouts, and now his ERA is sub one at a point nine three. So. Michael Kopech is a bad, bad man. Rick Hahn needs to give him the, the check right now, give him the lock him up long term <laughs> and the team friendly deals. I mean, I agree with you. I, he's been as advertised. I still think, you know, we're still in May. Let's see if he can go, you know, six, seven innings at a time, you know, stretch him out, make sure he's he's good and good and ready. I, I, I think it's early for like lock him up for, for, Ever basically. Uh, here's the thing. My concern with that is you still haven't done shit with Geo yet. We know how Jerry is with his pitchers, and I'm just worried that Rickon's gonna fuck this up. With we're gonna have all these great hitters, and then we're gonna be stuck with talking every year about why they haven't they taken care of pitching. Geo's got to fucking. I I hope he's got to stick around. Like I hope that they actually come out to a long term deal. You got basically one more year left of Geo. Yeah. Before his and his his kind his prices just keep on going up every every year. 
Kopech, we still got him control for a bit, but granted, you'd like to get him in that team-friendly deal. Lance Lynn, you got, I think, two years left of Lynn. And Dallas, see you later. I hope you don't even make it out of – he might be gone next week, fingers crossed, because Cueto looks like he's ready to come up uh, sometime after his start on Wednesday in AAA. Um, so hopefully Dallas is gone. And I got to say, Vinny V, he's growing on me. I think Ethan Katz got his hands on on Vinny V, and I think he's been I think he's been way better than Dallas. What worries me is I think Dallas did just enough right now to to save his job. The White Sox have an interesting dilemma with uh, Johnny Cueto. You know they got you got to do something with him by the fifteenth. Right. Um, I know they're there. It looks like he's going to get one more start start in the minors before that. Um, but if they can't keep them or the dude decide to keep them, the White Sox got a rough, rough next, you know, three weeks or so. Yes, they do. They got a very tough April, one of the toughest in baseball. And now hopefully we punch, you know, Cleveland right back in the mouth after we got swept from them. But that was during our bad stretch there. Um, but then you got the, you got four against the Yankees. Luckily, we're home, but. Yeah, it's it. This is gonna be a true test to see if that offense is really back with, with the Yankees this weekend. And Yankees, I think they, they're hot, man. Like, I mean, Yankees are a very, very good team right now. I think yeah. it's gonna be a good litmus test if we can, you know, take two out of three from Cleveland or, or at least win the series from Cleveland, and then go from there. Um, we talked last week. I thought the the Cubs series was just what the doctor ordered for the White Sox. Um, yep. They were not that good of a team. It was like a get right series and then it just carried over with the red sox because same thing red sox right now there are they look like a lost team man they look just as bad as when the white sox were on that you know nine game stretch where things just aren't going right they can't hit um it's just weird it's weird to see the red sox in this position but that al east is really really good so yeah somebody's gonna have to be in last place and right now it's the red sox but I mean, you you can only play who's on your schedule, and that week was just what the doctor ordered. So yeah, I wanted to snowball. I feel like, I mean, the pitching has been unbelievable. Um, here's a stat from Chuck Garfield right now. In the last seven games, the Sox starters have a 1.63 ERA. Yeah, it's been crazy how good as as a whole staff. Not even the starters, starters bullpen, everybody's contributing. As a staff, a record label, and a motherfucking crew. Exactly. Um. <laughs> And and they've been getting by with just the pitching and then timely hitting every so often because realistically they're scoring. What are they averaging? Less than four runs a game, right? Yeah, so they're the star. Yeah, they're no, no, no. Right the the offense. The oh offense yeah, it's around like, yeah four. It's like yeah, three, it's sub. It's like I think it's sub three two or three five as a as a team. So we're all waiting for the weather to get warm. We're all waiting for, you know, the bats to get hot. And I do think it's going to happen, but for now they're just been relying on that pitching staff and, and they've been awesome. So I, I mean, I'm not complaining about every, anyone, even Dallas, you know, we, we, we like to complain about Dallas and I still hope he's the one that's getting DFA. I don't think it's happening just because of Jerry, but um, I like everybody's contributing right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. For, it's except a happy for, except for AJ Pollock. AJ, what's that thing? So yeah, so we can talk about. I mean, even even I will say I will say something nice. Even Lori is heating up. I wanted okay. He had a last. He's had a good couple weeks. We talked about my whole thing. I'm like, I'm dropping the shtick. I'm I'm not gonna do the whole say something nice about Lori Garcia to you. But he had a good weekend against the Red Sox, and he's he's followed that up with at least a decent game today, right? He was on base um, earlier maybe say something nice about Lurie. I mean, he's had a nice couple of weeks. That's, that's what yeah. I'm going to say. So he still, he still can't defend for shit, but at this point we need, we need Yaz and Pollock to start hitting They're They just been, I mean, Yaz at least takes the walks. They, those two are still bad. And McGuire, I, my God, I can't watch. I can't keep watching him bat. Finally gave up on this. I, was, I couldn't stop staring at your sunglasses, by the way. I know, so I'm that, done. I, I like I had to get back back into it because I was like I want to okay. go blind by the end of this. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I think um, AJ Pollock, dude. It was weird because we we heard you know the scouting report was that he's a good hitter and he's a streaky hitter. That start he had with us, that first game, we're like, holy shit, this guy's the real deal. 
and then he got hurt and he went on what paternity leave and he just hasn't he looks lost at the plate right now we i tweeted out he needs a couple days off maybe you know get right um but realistically now that yoan's back you know like the pecking order just goes lower and lower we're we're going to be asking less of aj pollock now that you know yoan's back and now Vaughn's coming back. It sounds like the end of uh, this week. They said maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna, he's going to get a he's going to get a short rehab stint. So he'll be back after the, he'll be back after the Yankees series probably. Okay, so, so then we get so we get Vaughn back, and then like everyone moves down in the, in the order. And so yeah. I, realistically, I think we're in a good spot. The Yankee series is going to be interesting. If, you know, like you don't you don't want to put all your eggs in a basket especially in in May but it's just it'll be a good test to see where this yep. team really is yep also and speaking of when you're talking about that cubs series i just want to make a cubs note i don't know if you realize this or not but the uh field of dreams game this year is between the cubs and the reds and oh boy rob manford needs to fucking like nfl flex that shit like sunday night football flex that shit cuz you that uh that sounds you like not put the Cubs and the Reds in the in the Field of Dreams game. Put like put like the Dodgers and the and the Giants or like put an NL West team when they're all over five hundred. Like make that make that compelling game. Like I no mean, one wants to watch the Cubs and the Reds in that Field of Dreams game. Cubs and Reds just sounds like that random Thursday night game where you always get you know the Titans versus the Jaguars or something like that, and it's like yeah. God damn it, I got to watch this thing. And we are going to watch it. Don't get me wrong. We'll, we will watch it. We're a sucker for that kind of stuff. But, yeah, man, I mean, obviously, that's those are two bad teams right now. Yeah. So, Rob Manford, flex that shit. Like, pull some – you're definitely the worst commissioner in all of sports. Hopefully, he fixes something. But, anyways, okay, enough Sox talk. Let's talk. We hit, This was a uh, roller coaster of a weekend. Um, we had a lot going on. There was – Started off with a little Cinco de Mayo, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, which we're not going to talk about Doctor Strange until next week. We're going to give people another week to see it. I, but we I have, almost we have wanted to add stay. it to the list. I really wanted yeah. to add it to the list. It was we we've we, got. We'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna talk Doctor Strange next week. Okay. So we had some Cinco de Mayo. We had the Kentucky Derby, which I want to talk about because what the fuck. And then we had good uh, friend of the bums. Uh, Rick, he uh, he had turned forty this weekend, so we had a nice little outing at his place, drinking a lot of uh, bourbon and spiritus. And then we had Mother's Day. We had a whole bunch of whole bunch of outings with the mamas. So um, I wanted, I just want to say, like that Kentucky Derby. Now we were we were by my buddy's house. He we did the whole. It was a fortieth. We did the theme. We all dressed up. We had some. We had the fancy hats and the suits on, and had the. We had a he he booked a bartender. We were drinking the mint juleps and it was fancy, man. Place, was, and, yeah, and placing fancy. and placing bets. He had the he had the big board that we were all writing our our wagers on, and the fucking eighty eight eighty to one horse eighty to one just eighty yeah eighty one rich strike who I didn't realize this at the time just got added to the derby that day. Yeah, he he he. It was like a claims race, like on Friday. Don't get me wrong. I am I am not a horse guy by any means. I know I feel like you are a little more than me. You really get into the Derby, and I know you've been to Hawthorne when it was around and stuff like that. Arlington, Arlington. Um. Yeah. So, but this was possibly one of the best feel good stories I I have ever read. Oh, feel good for the for the jockey and the trainer, not for me. I lost a shit ton of money on that, like, because I I had all of the I know I, I tweeted out the bum bets, you know, and okay. I had my I had my picks and I I listen to like what Eddie I do my picks, you know, and then I I feel I hear like what Eddie Olchek says every, you know, every Derby time whatever, and then I'll take some of those those picks and I'll mix and match. I'll do some different boxes like exacta box trifecta box. You know, and if, if you're not familiar with the boxing, it just means you pick three winners and then they can come in any order to finish. So if you if you have an exacto, that's the first and second place horse. You pick two, you box them. They can if as long as those two horses are the top two, you win. So, yeah, nothing. Everything that was like the all the experts favorites and the five to one, the six to one, the eight to one odds, all of them got just I, I don't think I've ever seen a horse pulled that big of an upset but i will say i'm happy it wasn't a bob baffert horse 
Well, wasn't he suspended or like banned for yeah. a year or whatever? Yeah. Well, he still had two of his horses were in the yeah in the I mean, race, but just, mean he just couldn't be there. Right. Um, so. The rich strike thing, dude. Um, it, he looked. Now, now I'm saying he. I like obviously. I don't even know what the how to phrase it, but he looked like a running back hitting the hole at one point in that race. That's like the best I could compare it to is like they keep showing on Twitter and stuff, you know, like the overhead view of like the whole race. And he's just like coming out of nowhere. But then there's like the, the, the camera's front view. And it looks like he just saw a gap. He hit the gap and ran through. I was like, holy shit. And then he was, he was so far behind the announcer, like didn't notice him until the very, very end. And I know people were complaining about that. I still thought it was a really, really cool call. You know, like whenever these horse race guys, the announcers, yeah, like they and you know, like down the stretch they come and, and like they're screaming and hooting and hollering and stuff like that. It it just does something to you as a sports fan where it's like, holy shit, something's happening. Yeah. So so I thought that, I thought it's an awesome story. I know obviously you lost money on it. Horse racing, like, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm like from the outside looking in. I feel like it's more of like an event, and it's like you're just there to, you know, like oh, 100%. nobody expects. Nobody's expecting to win money off it. Like, so you're I saying like I, I lost like, money on the race, but like it's it's like you know like yeah. it's for the novelty of it. Yeah, I I I won some money last year um, on it, uh, but like I don't. You got people who follow like the beginning of the season, like in February, like these first few races of in like winter time, basically, and I don't I don't follow any of that stuff. I just look at who who the people like coming into the Derby. And I throw some money on it and hope I get lucky. And but I I, I do get into it because I did love going to Arlington a lot, and I do like the what you know little dress up. I like the mint you like the and everything. Of it at all. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. you. you and I feel one, like one of these years we're gonna make it down there for the Derby. You were the one that suggested the whole theme party for for Rick's forty. Yeah, I and I and I said it in jest, and then his buddy, everyone my buddy's wife, everyone yeah, it just went with, with it. So, but so. As we as we well, and I'll segue this into the next talk here. Um, we obviously with Kentucky Derby, there's a lot of bourbon that's drank, mint juleps and Old Forester, Winf- Woodford, all that good stuff. And you had a list of your top bourbons that you wanted to go to because we tried a lot of good stuff over the weekend. And some people brought my buddy some gifts, and he was generous enough to pop open some of those bottles and give us a taste. Yeah, and uh, oh. so. It was break just it down an your, interesting, break down your list here. What's your it was his 40th birthday, and and like people were generous enough to bring him some pretty cool stuff. And he was Rick was generous enough to share it with everyone. Um, so um at one point in the evening, um, he popped open a Bardstown Discovery Six, uh Discovery Series Six. Yes. And you had mentioned to me, they're like, Is this one of your best the best bourbons you've ever had? Because we've had it before. And at the time when I had it, I'm like, man, this is really good. And it's still very, very good. Um, but that question threw me down a rabbit hole that I didn't get out of until the following morning because I'm like, man, I really want to know. Like, I had never, like, just power ranked the bourbons I've ever drank and stuff like that. So Bardstown Disco 6, just outside the top 10. And for a lot of people, a lot of these on the list is going to be stuff that like you just don't see because it's more stuff that like you got to go to delilah's we've been to the twisted spoke and and we've had a couple of these you know more rare bottles but there's some stuff that you could just find like outside the outside the shelf so i made 15. i I had a list of 15. i couldn't cut it down anymore and if you ask me in a month these might change you know like it like at some points i love so my top one right, right away is Michter's uh, Barrel Strain Toasted Barrel Bourbon. Um, I've had it two different times. I've had it at two different places, um, and it just tastes like s'mores. It's s'mores in a glass, and I love I'm a sucker, and you could call me maybe a tater or, or you know, like a noob or what. I'm, I'm a sucker for toasted barrel stuff. You know this. I've asked you to pick yeah. me up a couple of toasted barrel stuff, Penelope and stuff like that. I'm a sucker for toasted barrel stuff. So Michter's Toasted Barrel Bourbon and Ryan 1 and 2, Gage Taylor Barrel Proof um, was something that was really good. I've had a couple George T. Stags and Old Forester Single Barrel, the Bub City pick. Um, but the 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 point of this was just like, man, I really never sat down and really, you know, put pen to paper and be like, what is my top bourbons and stuff like that. 
So it'll be interesting going forward. We've only been doing this for what, maybe two and a half years, the whole bourbon, you know, like experience. Yeah. Like it, it's been relatively short, but I felt, feel like, like we even me somewhere, I was still kind of like, I didn't know some of this stuff. Like, but we've gone like, you know, head first into this. We're diving into the deep water pretty quickly. And I feel like we're both knowledgeable, which I think is a big plus to where like friends have been asking us, like, what bottles do you recommend or, or what is this or why? don't you like this and stuff like that um so this list uh, like i don't want to keep rambling about stuff that nobody's ever drinks but it got me thinking we should do a series of like i really want to do something like you know the top five inexpensive bourbons you could find at jewel because there's some really good stuff at jewel not everything has to be allocated not everything yeah. has to be pappy and weller and stuff like that um so, you know, like there's stuff at Joe, you, you mentioned the Knob Creek 12 and Knob Creek 15. Typically the 15 is harder, harder to find, but Knob Creek 12 sits at Jewels in most Chicagoland area. And that's one of yeah, the best it's, bourbons. It, it's the best, one of the best bourbons you'll never, you never bought. It's because yeah. it's, it's very underrated bourbon and it's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, just that's run, run up your, that, yeah, run through so, your top 10. So the top 10, the, uh, one, one, two was the Michter's Toast Bar Toasted Barrel Bourbon and Rye. Three is E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Number four, George T. Stagg. Number five, Old Forester Single Barrel Barrel Strength. And that's above City Pick. Number six, six was the Weller Full Proof Warehouse Pick. Um, number seven, Weller 107 Big Star Pick. That was your bourbon that you had picked up from Big Star maybe, what, three years ago? Probably yeah. longer. But that one, the number seven, it's Weller 107, that might have started it all because that when you had it and you you let me have it, like that was unlike anything I had ever tried before, it's especially that new in the, into the game. Um, number eight, I've been lucky enough. Shout out Julie. Um, she's gotten me multiple batches of the Stag Jr. Um, and I love anything Stag Jr. I like the higher proof stuff. Number nine, also high proof, Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered. And then number 10, Blanton straight from the barrel, which I I give Blanton's a lot of shit. We both do. But the regular Blanton's that, you know, people are, are really always looking for and stuff like that, I don't think it's anything special. This straight from the barrel um, was really, really good. So, yeah, that, that's my top 10. Um, some stuff you can find that you, you won't be able to find. Barrel seagrass, I recommend to everyone. Um, if you never had barrel seagrass, that's something that, like, you can find at Benny's most times. And it just tastes like apricot candy or those peach rings, those candy peach rings. I always compare it to that. Um, so, yeah, man, that's my list. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, and we're going, like, we're doing the bourbon trail next month. So, I'm sure that list is going to change. Yeah. Joe, Joe grown after, really fireball. Grown after fireball. I feel, like, I feel like I need to go to a country club right now in Rigbyville and just slam fireball on a Sunday night. Yeah. But yeah, whiskey and whiskey um, will be will be um, in Kentucky in about a month, um, and that'll be fun. We'll have some stories um, after that because, dude, I've just been thinking about that trip since you started booking it, and it's just like it's coming up quick. And I can't wait, man. It's gonna be like a kid at Disneyland. That's literally yep. what I'm gonna feel like. So, um, also, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So, fill me in here. Um, you said Canel so Canelo lost, huh? Canelo lost Dimitri Bivol, a guy he went up basically 25 pounds in weight to fight. Um, and from the start of the match, dude, it seems like – so Canelo always starts off slow in any of his fights, if, and I've seen them all. You know, he takes his time. Um, people say, like, he downloads the data, you know, like the Matrix. So, like, he'll lose the first two, three rounds just kind of, like – you know, warming up and, and kind of gauging his opponent. And that happened in this fight, and I wasn't worried. I was like, ah, whatever. But slowly but surely, you notice that Dimitri Bivol, like, he wasn't affected by anything Canelo was doing, and Canelo couldn't figure him out. Um, and a lot of it had to do with he was just much bigger. And he, I don't think he was used to that size. Um, and his power punches weren't really doing anything. He was affected with his uppercut, but he couldn't land them nearly enough. And it's just one of these things where it's like, maybe he just bit off more than he can chew. And at this point of his career, like nobody was expecting it. I think he yeah. Was still, is, like, I mean, is it all downhill from here from here now for Canelo? Like, it's interesting because 
he's fought every he's fought everyone that he want i know people were talking about triple g one last time and stuff like that but realistically he has nothing else to prove like really he went up 25 pounds to fight a guy just because like to try to collect another belt he was like the belt collector kenny omega style um and it was just something like it was gonna happen but i just didn't expect it to happen you know like this fight and so i know joey p was watching um he just never he never got going it just never happened so like i was expecting you know when it goes to a decision anything can happen but like if he would have you know the judges would have given it to him it would have been bullshit because like he just flat out lost rounds left and right like there's no way he would have won but the one thing i was saying is like canelo for the last like two three years he's been like really deep in the weeds in his golf game and as soon as that happened i knew the end was near because like once you deep dive into golf and you want to just keep getting better you can't keep focus your attention on both things and I'm going to steal this quote from like uh, um, Eddie Hearns, but like Big Cat said it today, it's like, it's tough to, it's tough to run in the streets when you're, when you've got like silk pajamas and, and it's a true thing, dude. Like the hungry boxer is always the better, is always going to be like the guy, you know, that doesn't have it all. Canelo has everything he ever wants. He's made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and he has nothing else to prove. So I, I think he's still gonna fight. He he want he said he wants to rematch. He wants to you know like try to avenge his loss. But he, I think it's the tail end of his career. And, and you can't blame him, dude. He's he's been in the game for so long. He was so young when he started. Um, so it's just like now who's next? Like because there is no one else after Canelo. It's just gonna yeah. be him, and then that's it. Yeah, be interesting. We we all we all saw what happened to McGregor. You know, after he after he lost, like it was just all downhill after he was the two belts guy um so hopefully he's got a couple more good fights left in him but that was shocking i didn't i didn't get a chance to watch the fight obviously we're all my buddies and i was slamming all the bourbons but yeah that's 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 hard um it was just like upset weekend all like all over sports yeah oh upset saturday yeah yeah upset saturday so also this weekend as we're going back it was mother's day and I brought the, I, I I want this topic at it because I, I I feel like it needs it needs to be said and you might not agree with me and if you're people listening you we can you can chime in on this debate as well and I'm just I said it to you Mother's Day Father's Day they're not a gift holiday it's not a gift holiday it's flowers. You, you maybe you take you take your your mom out your dad out for for a nice dinner or you cook them you cook them something get him a nice card it's not a gift holiday disagree and i only say that because i've just always grown up like you know and this is coming from a guy that's been admittedly a terrible gift giver and i'm sorry once again to my wife she's known this for a long long time she's awesome she's probably the best gift giver Pound, pound for pound in the world you know bourbons and sneakers and everything i could ever think of stuff that like i don't even know where to find she ends up finding and stuff like that she's awesome i'm a terrible terrible gift giver but even then so you just got to do something man it's not like you're not asking much and even flowers in, in a card when when you text me that i thought you meant like nothing you're oh, going no, cold no, no. Turkey. i'm i'm, I'm saying like, i'm saying mother's day is you, like man? is it, it's flowers it's cards you, you yeah, take them out to dinner you make them a dinner brunch that that, that 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 should be it it's not to me it's not a gift giving holiday this isn't christmas this isn't a birthday it's just acknowledge your how good your your mama and your papa are and just treat them nice like i don't i don't think we need to go out there and get jewelry and perfume and you know they fancy deserve it. louboutins and stuff maybe like that I'll, I'll be the good guy they deserve it they put up with our bullshit for 365 days a year. One day a year, maybe get them something nice. Nah, every day's Mother's Day, right? Not with us two. <laughs> See now, 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 now I'm gonna get dragged here. You are gonna get dragged. I knew this was gonna go bad for you, dude. I knew it. As I know, I'm, 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 I'm sticking, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. I don't. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. You do something nice for your mothers. You just show them how much you love them. But 
I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think it's a gift holiday. Just spend time with them. Selfishly, I got Father's Day coming up. I would like something, so I think <laughs> it is a gift gift holiday. But really, yeah, I don't think I don't think I, I I don't think I would. Like I know I'm not a dad, but I no, yeah, I would, no, I don't, real, no. Like I don't, I don't think ex- I would want ex- anything. I, like just, and I'm the same just, way. Even with Christmas and, and and my birthday, I like I don't expect anything. I don't. We don't realistically. We don't need anything. You know, we're lucky to like. You know, if I if I like something, I, I try to you know save up and 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 get it. And Julie spoils me 365 days a year, but like. It is Father's Day, Mother's Day. Like I just think I didn't think it's that big of a deal. I'm I'm not going out and buying Louis Vuitton purses or for my mom or anything. But something. Did you get, did you get your mom something nice? Well, maybe this is gonna indict me, but she's in Mexico, so I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I didn't <need> <laughs> come back. Oh, Julie, Julie, she... Julie is. She always get. She I I said it. She she's the best gift giver. And she needs gifts too. Okay, well, hey, you know what? If you need the gifts, then then own it. <laughs> you know, I just thought but, it was like a weird, like uh, not not even like a hill to die on. But when you text me the, the debate, I'm like, this is a debate. It's like just well, gifts. I have I have seen this on Facebook and Twitter leading up to the, and I'm not the only one who feels that way. I feel like I feel like it's just like I said, flowers, card, take them out. Cook them dinner, do something nice, show them your care. I just, I'm not the only one who feels this way. And I'm sure in the chat here right now, there's not going to be anyone who agrees with me. But if you scour the interwebs, we're like the, we're like the Illuminati. Speaking of Illuminati, we got to save it for next week. Um, But yeah, if uh, you know, maybe you get a nice bourbon then for Father's Day and. I will be wow. right in the world. You'll be happy. If Julie listened to this podcast, now I'm not getting shit because of your dumbass idea. Well, hey, I'm changing the world one person at a time, right? <laughs> all you need, all you really need, is a, is a, like a steak dinner, right? You know. I'll take. I, I don't need anything. I'm happy every day of the year, and that's my that's, that's remember, my story, Mother, and I'm sticking to it. Mother's Day is every day. So that's not true. That's not true. It, it's just not because it's like they have to put up with our bullshit. And I'm saying this as husbands, but also as like kids, you know, like they have to put up with our bullshit 365 days a year. So every day, every day is a struggle, man, just to get to, you know, like nap time and bedtime. And it's a war out there, man. As I'm saying, like every day is Mother's Day. You got to you got to show me love them every day. I'm just saying it's not a not a gift day. That's my thing. Not you. You no, are, I no, I do not. You are well, yeah, no. You are uh you're in the doghouse, not me. Eh. I'm again, I'm not the only one who feels this way, so I'll I'll show you, uh, I'll have to send you some some of the stuff I saw. I'm gonna have to find these clowns on the internet and we're gonna have to drag them as well. I don't know whose side you're siding on, man. Oh, I'm no, I'm just siding on the. Like I said, I told you yesterday, I got three mamas. That's true. A lot of gifts. It is. So, it's a lot. Lots a lot of gifts, taking out to dinners, doing stuff. Yeah, I cram it all in in one day. That's. <laughs> You're now said Jason's about to catch your head. Jason's about to catch him head from three mamas. Nah, they. They don't want gifts. As long as people, exactly. As long as the people on the, as long as random strangers reinforce my hot takes, that's fine. Oh, gee, no, all right. No, we're, we're going to go to Jason's question of the week. And that was just, just come from a guy that gets money on a St. Patrick's Day card in his 30s. Remember, that was a random ass story. Hey, that's a good aunt. That's a, you, you know that's what? A, that's a real you know good what? Aunt. Like, I get, it's, it's only child syndrome. Only child syndrome. I get spoiled. Buy mom a gift, you degenerate. Shout out fishbones. Hey, they got they got flowers, cards, and and treated to dinner. And we did it all weekend. And 
I even did a breast cancer walk from I even did a breast cancer walk for my mama. So if you don't if that you didn't do a breast good. cancer walk, then you don't get to throw stones at me. All right. That was a good that was a good, was a good gesture. But now you can't throw that good gesture and be like, look at me now. I'm just you saying this. You should have done that wherever you did. Like, you know, uh, you the 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 warmness of your heart, not to show it and like be like, hey man, look what I did now. So cool, but cool no, I'm just saying, that if, was you, early if, morning you're walk. To, if you're trying to crucify me here, I did a I did a breast cancer walk. No one's trying to crucify you, dude. You brought up this topic. I didn't. Okay, I, I just want to. It's it's. I was just I'm just saying. I've been. I I was. I saw a lot of people talking about it on on Facebook and Twitter, and I was thinking like, oh, I actually this was this has been my credo for the past few years, because I I used to always get like the gifts, but then like. Your parents get older. They don't want like they don't want anything. Like what do you, what do you want for Mother's Day? Nothing. I don't want nothing. So it's like okay. Well then, what what can we do? And it's it just turned to like just spending time. Just like get some nice flowers and do a nice dinner and get together. Like it is. And, it and, is and every and every every mom every mom's different. I get it. But no, but it is. Different. I've I've I've, like I've fought a good out. fight for numerous times. And when it, you don't give me ideas of of what you would like for Mother's Day, then it's just going to come into like all right, we're taking you out to dinner. A bowling ball, Homer Simpson style. There you go. I like that idea too. <laughs> All right. What 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 we got here in the comment? It's pancreatic cancer walk. Let's go. Oh yeah. And so now you you you're you're tuning your own horn. Now let, we're gonna have to do walks every weekend now. Is it a Father's Day walk? Walk a golf course, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't see. I won't even walk a golf course. It's, it's cart or bust. Yes, yes, that's probably a smart idea. You, you can't, you, you can't go golfing and not have, and not rent a golf cart. So she drinking beers and driving a golf cart. That's, that's the best. I don't that's the only reason to go. No, I don't want to walk that pulling my clubs behind me or schlepping it around. Some, having some, having some kid carry him for me. No, golf cart it. All right. So I was trying to think of like what question I could ask you guys this week and i was i think i got a good idea and it's one that me and um sarah were talking about in bed the other day and the, it's i don't think anyone's gonna really know it's just kind of like a hypothetical but do you think okay. dogs have a sense of morality no i that's what i said too sarah believes that dogs have a sense of morality and that they can they know what they're like that they're doing something wrong they they only know that they're doing something wrong because you trained them to know what what's right or what's wrong like if they you know if you told them you know not to go up the stairs ever and they go up the stairs that's because you told them that and they like they know that i don't think it's something like ingrained in them that like they're doing something wrong it's in their nature right. to just be a wild animal that, and that so, was my thing too. Like a, a like a dog would know that you did. They only know they did bad after you would yell at them or saying like, "bad dog" or you know, like something like that. Then they know, like, yeah, okay. But I don't think dogs are like going around your house thinking, "Oh man, how can I fuck up my owner's life today?" I don't know that some dogs are like that. I mean, shout out Luna back when she was a young whippersnapper. Sometimes she'd just be like, "What can I get into? What am I gonna do?" Oh, so you're, so you think she did have some morality? Nah, just joking. I mean, no, <laughs> she didn't know left from right. See, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I think dogs don't know. They just, they just do. I don't think it's anything like where I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna wake up and choose violence today," or I'm gonna wake up and be an, be an asshole dog. Like the real question should be, "What are you two smoking before you go to bed?" <laughs> <laughs> That is a legitimate conversation. I don't think you guys. I didn't see you guys going down that deep. End. Well, sometimes you know, sometimes you you have a couple bourbons in bed, you know. <laughs> you're watching some TV or some Netflix show, and some just random shit just pops in your head. Like, you never. You, do you ever? Do you ever just sit in bed and drink bourbon? Not in bed. It's usually no. on my couch. Yeah. You gotta go bourbon beds, dude. <laughs> shower beers and bourbon beds and that might be a good yeah. way to go shower bourbon. beers bourbon beds like shower beers are you know top tier beer oh yeah those are i love me a good shower beer um but yeah it's like just take it get a nice little 
two ouncer going with a with a um, whiskey stone and pop on some like Netflix <laughs> or something like that and and then and then just start giving each other existential crisis questions. Yeah. See, and then, and is this then where you, you get all your like, is this where you get all your random ideas? Is just like yes. It's just sitting in bed, drinking bourbon, watching TV. Whiskey, and then, whiskey, stuff and then just, stuff just comes to you. I like I have like, this is where I, I have like a whole my whole list going. So, um, give me one. I'm not gonna. I'm Jimmy not gonna. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go more than one. But I was hoping this. I, I was. I was curious about if anyone else thought that dogs were had a sense of morality or not. So, hit me with with one more, unless or unless uh, John Slidichka wanna wants to give us that. The one we couldn't say before. <laughs> um, no, I I ran that I ran that by uh, Sarah as well. <laughs> by the flagpole. That, that one, yeah, that one's that one's not gonna fly on the uh, on the podcast. Sorry, John. That, that's that's once we started like uh, what what are those uh, Patreons? You know, behind the paywall. Yeah. That, then we also also shout out John. Good seeing you on Saturday. I wish you could you know could have stayed longer, but yeah, it was good seeing you. At least for the whole party, but it was good to spend some time with you. Have some, have, have shoot the shit. Joy wants to ask about chicken or egg tonight. Everybody knows it's the egg. How did the egg get there? God. All right, now we're not going down this road. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not touching that one. We're not going down this road. No, um, no, we're not. I can hit you with one more. We got a little bit of time. Okay. Um, if you could, at your current age, if you could relive any decade, what would you re- what would you relive? And I stay my current age right now? Like, yeah, you can, and, you, I'm 38 and, you can go, and I like, can go anywhere. Yeah, you can go back in time to any decade. Damn. And you get oh, your man. current age. That's a good question because... I want to say the 80s just because I like the I'm a sucker for that kind of music and stuff like that but it has to be like the early 70s it has to be like you know sex drugs rock and roll when was Woodstock like that era you know like it just you know the doors the everything it's just like what if but what if, it what like if you got drafted world. to Vietnam then ah fuck damn I guess I'm fucking Forrest Gump then <laughs> Well, I guess uh, I guess you probably couldn't because of your age. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm 38, so it's too late. And I got you. You uh, get off the you get off the chopper and like pull your ACL. Yeah, just blown out hamstring. That's it. Yeah, let the Viet just leave me for the Viet Cong, man. (laughs) What's your answer? Get out of here. Um, I think I would take the 90s. And our current 90s. Yeah, because like I feel like. I was born in I was born in eighty two, but like those the first early ninety years, especially like the peak Jordan years, they were still kind of like faded memories for me. Like I knew more of like the second dynasty or second three peat bulls. So like I feel like I would want to relive like the whole Jordan glory, even the dips of him. That's a good. That's you know, a good. That's retiring, a good point. but then I could also like be a pioneer of the internet and like just go like yeah put all my money in like apple and microsoft and everything and then i yeah jobs gates wozniak yeah i just go put all my money and like go bet on go bet on teams i knew were gonna win and julie has a good point 60s but as a white male um do you ever watch mad men that mad men the the new one mad men yeah with like oh mad men sorry i just said batman i was like no mad men you know, no, like that, um, whole, but that whole Sarah era. wants Sarah wants to watch that one. She wants to you start watch watching that. it. Pretty, it was pretty. I I would only catch it like when Julie was watching it, but it's really good. And then like, obviously, like just that era of like you know, drinking scotch and smoking cigars in the office, and like I mean, that seemed like a nice life. Yeah, except for the the blatant sexual harassment. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a great point. That's why she's going back as a white male. <laughs> but i mean you can't there's no wrong answers like i think it, it would be cool dude we were three years i was two years old when the bears won their super bowl imagine mm-hmm. if we were like 23 24 25 
Like, because we've never true. seen that before. Like, that'd be cool to check that out. And like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. No, that would. Except, like, the the high would be great. And then the fall would be in after 86 when McMahon got hurt then. And it all, came, it all came crashing down. Um, yeah, I think I would do, like, I don't know, whatever Woodstock was. When was it? Like, 68, 70-something? Six, yeah, 68, 69, something like that. I would I would probably do the 80s just for more of the party scene. Just yeah. for like South Beach, Miami doing <laughs> blow up, you know. Yeah, I was about to say you just want to do Coke, man. Living the whole uh American psycho. Yeah. Not the, not that not that part. Not not the whole no. killing and stuff, but like Wall Street. There's no, there's no wrong answer. Like a, yeah, Wall like... Street money blow. But no, I think I for me it would probably be the nineties. Great just best some of the best music, especially with the rise of maybe I'll go warn Tupac not to go to Vegas. Yeah. Tupac and Biggie out of Vegas. Like, no, don't go guys. Trust me. It's bad for you. Yes. You trust know. me. Jason James. Do not, we, we need you around for another, you know, for 40 more years, like stay out of Vegas. Um, yeah. But I think I, I want to, I, for me, it was just, like, I want to see Jordan. I just want to remember all those like awesome, like 90, through 93 games but i do we do up. remember that i could i remember i, I don't remember as I mean, much as i remember like i remember like the classic games but i don't remember like i all remember like this... everything from like the lakers series on like from that 90 91 se- season um but i was like dude i when i talked i was deep in the weeds with chicago bulls basketball at that time it was like my marvel or my like star wars at the time or now but I was like deep in the weeds with the with the Bulls, so yeah, I remember Joey that P. like as a kid. Joey, Joey P's taking the Joey's taking the eighties, dude. Joey, I could see Joey P driving a mean station wagon, the shagging wagon. <laughs> yeah, and and Joey P would be the one doing like trying to get to like Studio Fifty Four and all that stuff. All the all the, all the South all the South Beach clubs. I that that would be Joey P giving. He wants to. He wants to bust up the percolator. Julie and I have just finished was the percolator lit. in the eighties. Yeah, for sure. Probably like late, like a, but that was probably like late eighties though. I don't know. We should get Joel on the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, we just finished the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the late, the latest season of that, and that's like late. Um, that's like early sixties. Um, that's just a cool era, man, with the big ass cars and everybody's wearing suits, even to like ball games and stuff. Obviously, that would suck. I can't imagine going to like the White Sox game, sitting in the bleacher seats in like a full suit. But <laughs> it just seemed like a cool era. Yeah. No. Well, I feel like we got some good some good talk here with that. So good for people that, who that was want to chime in late. Um. All right, you want to bump some people? I don't, I, I don't have much bum. You got a bum? I do have a bum. I got I, I got one bum. I know we have a consensus um MVB. Mm-hmm. We're gonna co-sign that one. Um my 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 what a bum is the um it's still the Apple announcers, particularly Chris Young. So that's he, yeah, he's Chris he Young. is he is beyond terrible. Um they it, it the I, and I forget her name, um who was the the play by play I forget her name but she was a lot better than she was the first game that she did with the White Sox but Chris Young is just as someone who was drafted by the White Sox he should be ashamed of himself because he just was like saying stuff like oh if I had my notes in front of me I could answer that question he looked like he that. seemed unprepared he was unprepared I listened to um Sox Machine this morning um and Josh Nelson was going in on the Apple TV broadcast as a whole saying like if the Sox are going to be on Apple TV, he might just skip the game. Um, he really did not like it. I didn't think it was that bad. I think Chris Young is a problem. He was unprepared. He didn't sound like he was very, you know, like professional or like he's young, obviously, and, he, and he's just getting into the game. But it just he didn't seem polished. Everything no. else I like, dude. I like the 4K cameras. Um, there was this really cool shot of Josh Harrison, like in the dugout, like high-fiving people. And it's just stuff that you don't see on normal broadcasts. Um, I like the stats. I think Apple TV is headed in the right direction with this. It's just they're fine. They have to fine tune things. I think, you know, Fox and ESPN, they've been in the game for so long. 
that they have the experience and they know what works and what doesn't. And Apple TV is kind of finding it. So it's going to take a little while. I, I'd like it. I, I, I think I, I'm I'm giving it a shot. And I even if it's for, you know, like right now it's one game a week, right? Or two games a week. Yeah, one game, every like the Friday game. I'm cool with that. And, and if they get better, they get better. Um, I don't mind it. I, I didn't think it was as bad as people on the internet was making it out to be. But yes. Chris Young is was the problem. Chris Young is, is yeah, and I I get kind of maybe like trying to find like seasoned announcers like for a new broadcast team, you know, but I mean, there's got to be someone better than him. Um, could you imagine if like him and Darren Jackson had to do a broadcast team? To- Dude, so now that I'm back at work and stuff like that, I've been listening to a lot more Sox radio because you know, like the one ten starts and stuff like that. I know you don't like DJ that much, and and I'm still not like full-blown like I, i'm not a fan he's not as bad as i remember him. like he hasn't maybe been he got bad. Better. maybe he got better i just i feel I like they could have paired him he, with someone better with len casper because he's just such a legend and so great his job and then you got seems like you got goofy darren jackson just he and he's still goofy like he he's like very much like dad jokes that fall flat but that could, it's kind of funny like it's almost funny that he swings and misses at, in some of this stuff um, and then my MVB, we're co-signing it. It's all the mothers, everyone, everyone. out there, all the mothers, all, all the mamas, all the, everyone, all, all three of yours, mine, shout out Julie. Once again, it was her birthday last week. We said happy birthday at the very, very end of, uh, the Rob Schwartz back podcast. And I'll say it once again, happy birthday, happy mother's day. Uh, yeah. You. Happy, you're, you're all the, you're all the, you're all the most valuable bums. MVB. Not so much of an emphasis Consensus. on bums. Yeah. All the mamas uh, who don't even even all, even all the mamas who don't get who don't get a gift for Mother's Day, you're still uh, you're still the most valuable. Still the MVPs. So yeah, still you you still you still run the world. So that's all I have to say. We'll end it on that. Don't for and just don't forget if you want to join us Saturday night for Bums Night Out Whiskey at Comiskey for the Sox Yankees game. We will be tailgating in Lot B in the afternoon. I don't know what we're going to cook yet, but maybe some arachetta. Maybe we'll do some smash burgers. I don't know yet. We'll have to figure that out, but it'll be a good menu. Hopefully, we got some more exciting news in a couple upcoming podcasts. Uh, There's things in the works we're all excited about. We'll tease it and leave it at that. Things are in the works. The The wheels wheels are in motion motion, is what they say. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Joey P, John, Sarah, Julie, everyone else in the Twitter world. Yes, thank you guys As so always, much. Like, subscribe, like, subscribe, and share. I gotta keep asking that because we need to get those subscriptions up. So if if you're listening, if you're following, just hit that, smash that like button on on YouTube. Yes, and and subscribe, and then arm twist all your friends to subscribe too. Tell them I'll give them a dollar if they subscribe. Steal your parents' phones. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, go go on their phones. Your parents download the podcast and like it on YouTube. That's all we ask. Just. All right. Catch you guys next week. Have a great one. Good night, Javi. Bye, Fishbones.